This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better. It's Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. And I always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Say when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance, do yourself a favor and visit Progressive.com. It is time for you in 10 minutes to get it off your chest. Have that catharsis waiting for you. Let it all out with no judgment. You get a chance to be a part of Safe Space at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. It can be a sports thing. It can be a life thing, but it's all about making sure it is your thing. Safe Space in 10 minutes at 888-729-3776. What is wrong with you? No. <laughs> like, you know, I, I love when people are able to get things off their chest, like my co-host uh-huh. Freddie just said. Get it off your chest, man. You know? Express yourself, anything uh, sports related, uh-huh. real life. Yep. Come get it off your chest right here on exactly. Freddie and Harry. There you go. 888 But you were laughing. Why were you laughing? Yeah, man. I just wanted to get it off their chest. No, you don't. Because it's, it's, it. their, it's, their, it's their moment. Yes, and, it and, I, and I love when we can highlight a moment for our listeners. Because right. they, they, they're so important to us, Freddie, no and we love them. No doubt about that. I'm sure plenty of people have plenty of things to get off their chest. You're a Cincinnati Bengals fan especially the injury to Joe Burrow, out for the rest of the regular season due to a wrist injury on the throwing hand when it comes to Joe Burrow. He suffered that injury last night, and a lot of people are wondering, are they done? Well, Zach Taylor, Bengals head coach, says, well, our quarterback is done, but we're not going to be. Joe Burrow, you know, he had an acute injury yesterday, um, likely on the play before before his last one, um, where he tore a ligament in his wrist that will likely require surgery and require him to be out for the rest of the season. So we're still gathering more information on that, but that that seems to be where it's headed right now. So that's the news, and and uh, you know just talking to guys on the team, uh, excited to rally around Jake, and we got a lot of great players on this team, and so um, excited to see this team really band together for these last seven weeks and and find a way, you know. And so uh, we're excited for that opportunity, but obviously disappointed for Joe. That was not a message to anybody out there outside that locker room. That was a clear message to inside that locker room. As down as we are right now, believe me. I'm not giving up on you guys, but you better not give up on each other. And you better for damn sure don't give up on me. We're going to make this work with Jake Browning. He's waited for an opportunity. He didn't think it was going to ever, ever happen with this football team. But now this is who we're going to rock with. This is who we're going to roll with. And you better be in step with us to make sure that this is going to work somehow, some way. Let other people say, we're done. It's over. We're finished. But you bet not, not better, you bet not believe that in this locker room. That message from Zach Taylor was not to anybody in the media. It was to everybody in that locker room in the Cincinnati Bengals organization. Yeah, Freddie, a very unfortunate situation for Joe Burrow, their leader, right? The guy that, you know, you feel like you have a chance to contend for a Super Bowl every time that he's with you and he's healthy out there on the football field. Um, Wish him a speedy recovery. You know, there's people like me who think the Cincinnati Bengals are done, mm-hmm. right? But like head coach Zach Taylor just said, and, and he mentioned, that's not that better not be our mindset in this locker room. We're going to rally behind Jake Browning. We're going to give him all the support that he needs, and they're going to take this thing one game at a time. The next opponent that they play is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Sam Otto, I thought, pointed out a great point. It's like all these teams that they have to play, 
you know, if you beat those teams, that's one game that you're moving towards your end goal uh, at this moment right now. That's to get into the dance. You get into the dance, you have a chance. Anything can happen at that moment. Uh, do I think they're going to go to the Super Bowl without Joe Burrow? No. But you want to get into the dance and have a chance right. at that. But that, that starts with taking one game at a time and every, everybody being able to step up a little bit more. And if you're one of these wide receivers, the ball might not be where Joe Burrow's going to throw it. Mm-hmm. But if it hits your hands, you got to make the play. Yeah, well, here's something else to what you just said. At least you got a little bit more practice time because you played on a Thursday before you play again. At least you can have that kind of rapport that you're going to need. And it's not so much about making sure that Jake Browning is going to feel comfortable. You said it best. It's going to be about Jamar Chase. It's going to be about Joe Mixon. It's going to be about that offensive line. I mean, for for crying out loud, protect your quarterback. Do a much better job protecting Jake Browning than you did protecting Joe Burrow. And you ran through the whole litany of injuries that he's had since he got to the National Football League in 2020. Seven different injuries. It started when he completely tore his knee apart his rookie season, and then now this latest injury. And a lot of that, you can't say he holds the ball too long. I watched Joe Burrow play a lot of snaps. He does not hold the ball too long. But you can't be behind an offensive line that you're trying to get the ball in your hands quickly. And even when you do, you all of a sudden, you got a human being that's just knocked you down to the ground because your offensive line is not being able to find that consistency to make sure you can be a lot more upright no matter how quickly you get rid of the football when it comes to Joe Burrow. Look, the best way you know how to support a backup quarterback is do your doggone job. That's the best way you, you can support your backup quarterback. If you're that offensive line, do your job. Right. Don't allow pass rushes to just tee off on your guy. If you're a wide receiver, catch the ball when it comes your way. If you're a running back, run hard, block for him and pass protection. If you're tight ends, and I like Hudson. Hudson's really been stepping up lately. Mm-hmm. Right? Remember we was talking about the tight end position, like being yeah. you know the probably the dark cloud for this offense? Well, that, that, that tight end room, those guys are starting to make plays of late. So maybe those guys can add a little bit more pizzazz to the Cincinnati Bengals, and they can try to do something as they take one game at a time moving forward. Meanwhile, the land of Joe Daddy Cole, known as Joe Burrow, out for the season as Bengals quarterback. He is Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Check out, or maybe you can probably even see his face, about Joe Burrow talking about his season being over and how the wrist felt last night responding to a question. Yeah, it's tough. You know, you work, you work so hard for – for seasons and moments like these, so when you know, whenever you get hurt and it it ends it early, it's it's tough to tough to handle. But you know that's part of the game. Been through it before, so just got to grind it out. I knew I couldn't. I knew I couldn't t- yesterday, uh, and so that was tough. You know, I was excited about how that game was heading, uh, and then you know after the game, kind of kind of had a feeling before. Uh, before we got the official news, but this is what it is. When you went to the tent and before you do those, did you think, do you feel pretty good about the situation? Did you not feel good about the situation? Oh, I'm not, I didn't really have a feeling at that time. Uh, I was just going to tape it up and give it a shot. Uh, Just couldn't. Yeah, Joe Burrow, seeing it last night, after he came back to the sidelines, after going to the locker room, after suffering the injury, and just looking into his eyes, and then yeah, that, he knows that that's it for him. Everybody's it's going to be all right. What's wrong? He was just shaking his head from side to side. And, and he was explaining. I couldn't read his lips, but I know tone pretty well. And I know body English pretty well. And I said, yeah, that's it. And you texted me when you said, I think Joe broke his wrist. I said, whatever that is, or maybe some serious nerve damage. I said, yep. well, I'm going to slide to your way, Harry. And that told me exactly what I need to know. 
just his body language and his reactions to people coming up to him and asking him, hey, what's going on, and not being a favorable response, that told me all I needed to know about how Joe Burrow was not going to be around for more than a minute. Isn't it crazy how, you know, unexpected things like this happen? Let's just say it's his right wrist, the 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 arm that he has to throw, the wrist that he needs to throw the football. Right. If it's his left wrist, maybe he can still go out there and do what he got to do. Put a you know cast on it and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Look, either way, he's done for the season. A lot of people may wonder exactly what this means for the Bengals, but the Bengals say, give up on us all you want. That's not what we're going to do. It is not a waste of season for the Bengals, but plenty of teams to have plenty of football games and plenty to play for. Part of a football doubleheader on Sunday, the Green Bay Packers hosting the Los Angeles Chargers, followed by the New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. Cards begins at noon Eastern time on select ESPN radio stations. This is your safe space. Your sports therapy. Your chance to get it off your chest. Safe space with Freddie and Harry. And we make it a point to say we will not have any judgment. Whatever you got to say, we got to hear it from you at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. It's all about you and your safe space. It can be anything you want, life-related, sports-related, anything it is. You get a chance to speak on it right now in Safe Space at 888-729-3776. Joe in Chicago, the Safe Space is yours. Freddie, Perry, I got a problem. Okay. I can't understand for the life of me why a quarterback who's got 108 QBR in the fourth quarter keeps getting, keeps getting ripped on. Kenny Pickett, you know, Kenny damn Pickett. Let him win. All he does is win in close games. That's all he does. He puts the ball where it needs to be. We win. Done. Why can't everybody just get off this guy's back? Well, I would say the reason why a lot of people probably won't get off his back is because he's a first-round draft pick. And normally when you take guys in the first round, you expect those guys to be able to elevate other guys around you. And you expect that offense of the Pittsburgh Steelers to to look better than what it, it has shown. Yeah. I would mention, like, it was two games ago when Kenny Pickett's playing on uh, in a game and multiple receivers are wide open and Kenny Pickett is throwing the ball over their heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a first-round draft pick. Yeah. Kenny Pickett has not won six games for the Steelers. He's been a part of a team that's won six games and six and three. Oh, that's that, a good one. Th- that is the most overrated stat in the history of sports. As a starting quarterback, he no. As a starting quarterback, he's been part of a team that's won those games. He was not out there doing it by himself. And the quarterback is the most important position in sports. But let's calm down when it talks about, well, because of him. The Steelers are are 6-3. and Kenny Pickett has happened to just be there as a part of 6-3 and quarterback. One throw he made to to, um, George Pickens down the sideline against the Baltimore Ravens. That was more of the Baltimore Ravens allowed the Steelers to come back in that game more than Kenny Pickett having anything to do with being a winning quarterback so far, even though the Steelers are a 6-3 and three team going into this weekend. Zay in Houston. Safe space is yours, my friend. All right, what's up, fellas? What's up, fellas? Frequent caller of the show. Love it. Listen to you guys every chance I get. Appreciate you. How y'all doing out there? You can hear me? We, we hear yes, you sir. Loud, we got you, my man. All right. I know we all in the middle of football season, but I got to talk about our man so damn skilled athletically, 
who can be so dominant defensively, can have six blocks one night, and then the next night he he got he got some bonus out there. I'm talking about Anthony. We call him Big Falls Downs. A lot of call people call him Ain't Durable Davis. How he can be so damn dominant one night, every other night, every other night, and how he's getting the same amount of money as Giannis right now, and. I hate to say that we need to make a move and break and, 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 and get LeBron some help, but LeBron can't be 52 years old carrying the Lakers. That's a new one. I've never heard that one. Ain't Durable Davis. That's Look, a new one. You know when you know somebody mad, mm-hmm. when you're trying to explain stuff and you hit them with the eh, 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 yeah, that's exactly. when you know. That's when you know he upset and he mad. When you're but, I, but I'm going to keep it simple. Go ahead. Keep it simple. He ain't, got that, he ain't got that dog in him. Well, it's that simple. That's that's not been him, and the Lakers have tried to make it so when it comes to Anthony Davis because how many times have we heard from LeBron James specifically that this team should run through Anthony Davis? And I'm sure there are plenty of Lakers fans going, no, and as much as he's right that you cannot allow LeBron James to still be your most valuable player down the stretch in his 21st season in the NBA, the Lakers are not going to move on from Anthony Davis because they move heaven, hell, and earth to get him there in the first place from the New Orleans Pelicans, and that's a guy that LeBron James wants, and that's who they got in Anthony Davis. You're right. That dog in him, he doesn't have that D-A-W-G in him. He doesn't have that D-O-G. He's Anthony Davis. It's good, but can it be great? In spots, yes, and in spots, no. Hubert in Louisville, which is the home of Harry Douglas' hometown Cardinals. Hubert, the safe space is yours. I'm Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Good evening. I listen to y'all every night. L's up, hey. That's right, baby. L1C4. You got it. The reason I wanted to call was I'm a lifelong card fan. And all they talk about, it, and, I, and with all due respect, is how many different quarterbacks have come out of U of L. Starting with Johnny Unitas all the way through. But let's talk about those wide receivers that come out of there, too. Starting with the godfather, Mark Clayton. Devontae Parker, Harry Douglas, Tutu Atwell, Dion Super Bowl MVP. Let's talk about that love. Man. That's all I got to say, Harry. Love you, brother. That's man, represent. Hubert, you just made my night, man. That's repping right there. You know, the love in Louisville, man, that's my home away from home. Uh I trusted my parents, trusted them when I went up there to that university. Hubert, mm-hmm. man, you made my night. I appreciate that, my brother. I really do. Well, I've been on that campus. I clearly understand why. <laughs> Not for nothing. I've been on that campus. If I was there with my mom and dad and they wanted me to go to school there, I would have canceled all recruiting visits after that one. No, no, Freddie, I had, a, I had a nice time in school, Freddie. I, 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 was a good, I was a good Christian boy. I bet you did during recruiting weekend. And, by the way, I hope nobody's standing next to you so they don't get struck down by a I was man. a good Christian boy. I was a what? godly man. I just hope what? nobody is standing next to you. <laughs> that's all you can hear is thunder and lightning. <laughs> that's all that's going to go. It's time for Safe Space. Keep weighing in at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And be heard on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Jessica in Atlanta. The Safe Space is yours. Well, hey, guys, first off, love the show, listen to you every night on the way home from work. Thank you, Jessica. But I would like everybody to get off and acknowledge that Joe Burrow went to the Super Bowl with the Bengals 
on really what would be his first full year in the NFL and stop talking about all these other quarterbacks like they're so great and they haven't done anything. Well, I love that, supporting Joe Burrow. I will say this, that greatness can be part of different levels. But your point is definitely fair because what he's been able to accomplish in three years in the land of Patrick Mahomes, in the land of really Jalen Hurts with the Philadelphia Eagles, Joe Burrow has shown time and time again that he can deliver in those games. I think that's why last week was such an eye-opener for a lot of people, Harry. It was because he didn't deliver. Yeah. But, but, but Tyler Boyd failed him. He catches that pass in the end zone. We're having a different conversation, not just about Cincinnati, but maybe even C.J. Stroud. At least that, that love is not as high as it would have been. And I give C.J. Stroud a lot of credit just because their guy didn't produce with Joe Burrow. I'm not going to hold that against C.J. Stroud, who, when he had to have it, took them down the field to throw in a pick the previous possession and get in a position to kick the game with a field goal and win that game versus Joe Burrow and the Bengals in Cincinnati. Yeah, two uncharacteristic interceptions by Joe Burrow late in that ball game, but at the same time, he was still able to hold the fort together and he delivered a nice pass to Tyler Boyd and he dropped it. Yeah. And it's different when you need a field, a field goal to go down and win the game versus a touchdown going down to win the game. Mm-hmm, because all of a sudden, things get awfully, awfully crucial when yep. instead of needing three, you need that seven. Vaughn in Seattle, what you got for the safe space, my friend? Hey, Freddie, I'm a longtime fan. Harry, big fan when you played. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thanks, Buck. Appreciate you. Hey, I just want to bring up, I never call in. It's my first time calling, but uh-huh. how do you guys let a guy on the show yesterday you don't even know who Aaron Rodgers is? <laughs> like, oh, you remember that guy? He played at Green Bay. He played the Jets now. How does that happen? sometimes Vaughn in Seattle people do get stage fright because it's one thing when you call into a radio show and then you get your turn all of a sudden you know we click you on and we call your name and where you're calling from it does happen that a little stage fright can take over somebody. I, I, it was pretty funny, though, when that happened. But, but it's simple. You know, sometimes the moment gets too big for people. No and they And they piss down their leg. Yeah, no doubt. By the way, he talked about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Stop that. By the way, and he mentioned about Aaron Rodgers only having one Super Bowl, one MVP in the regular season. It's it, Sometimes you're not going to have all the facts, and believe me, <laughs> and you know this as well, as many times that people have gotten on us on Twitter, oh, you guys messed this up, you guys mm-hmm. bleep this up and everything, believe me. I don't expect people to be perfect, but if people are digging the show, that's all we care about. That's all that matters. That's it. No doubt about that. Eric in New York, what you got for the safe space, my brother? Gentlemen, how you doing? Freddie, thank you for agreeing with me yesterday about the game, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Bengals and the um, Ravens. But my, my beef right now, the futility of New York football. Man, we just can't get a break, you know, and it's just it's just too much suffering, man. We just it just no lousy football. I, I want to root for a team and the Giants just that's that's my team. And um. And I'm going to say, Harry, I do have a second team. <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers are my side piece. What? Yeah, hey, Eric, why. Eric, I got to ask you a question, Eric, before you go. So go when, ahead, it comes, when it comes to the Giants, do you feel like the Giants right now currently are the laughing stock of the NFL? Um, in a lot of respects, yes, because they, they, we, we managed to have some, some joy last year. The way they're playing is just so horrible. And, and Harry, let me just ask you something quick. The bickering on the sideline, do you think that's a positive that these guys care that they're getting their butts kicked, or is that a problem? What do you think? 
I think it's a sign of a bad team. You know, when you have great teams, they don't do stuff like that often. You may see it from one guy, but when you see multiple guys doing it, it's just a mm-hmm. sign of a, a bad football team. Amen. Like, they're not good at all from start to finish this season. That's just the New York Giants. So, I, I'm glad you said what you said about that organization because they're, they're going to have to get it together. And that's, that's what I'm saying about the New York Giants in terms of the, right now the best football team in the state of New York is SUNY Albany. <laughs> the Great Danes are 8-2 and two and in the top 15, top 20 in FCS football. That's how bad it's been for New York football, including what is the Buffalo Bills, the New York Giants, the New York Jets. But with the New York Giants, we're going to find a lot about this organization in terms of players because you're going to find who's still buying in, who's still going to compete, and who isn't. And who is not competing, you got to run those guys out of there. But here's the most important lesson for New York Giants. Do not allow Saquon Barkley to be franchise tagged again. That guy has shown his value on and off the damn football field. With everything falling apart around him, that guy's balled out each and every Sunday for the New York Giants. He's been the only thing worth watching on offense for the Giants. If you go into next year and fool him out that man's money again, then you know what, New York Giants, shame on you. Don't give me this whole thing about the running back position. Nah, you got a guy that is committed to you. Why are you not doing the same thing with a long-term contract for a guy who has deserved that more than anybody else in your organization? Freddie, I don't have anything to add with that. Pastor Coleman has spoken. Church, Look at that. It's time to break. Yeah, church doors are open. We'll be passing the plate around. Make sure you give dollars. And not coins. He's Harry Douglas of Freddie Coleman on the right Reverend Freddie and Harry Church here on Love Friday. We got more questions and answers regarding these games in the NFL on Show Me Something Sunday. Make sure your pockets are ready next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hey, it's your resident Super Bowl champ, Chris Candy, coming up Monday. I'll tell you why a Chiefs win on Monday night means the AFC playoffs will go through Arrowhead once again. It's Unsportsmanlike, 6 a.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. This is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Love Friday. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Love Friday. And Freddie and Harry, thanks for joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And I always tell you, smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. My wife hit me to this record. I had never heard this record before she hit me to it. I'm thinking, where the hell was I? When this record was going on. I mean, Patra together with Aaron Hall. As much as I love Patra too. And then I saw the video. Good Lord. Lord. Man, 
We got to give Aaron Hall some. I'm talking yeah. to you, baby. Still one of the I most, miss yeah. you. I miss you. Yes, I do. Still one of the most underrated voices in soul music in the 90s. Does not get enough credit because it was Teddy Riley's band with, with Guy. I agree with you. His solo stuff is really, really good, but he does not get enough credit because once that brother put a microphone in his hand, look out. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> Things were hitting the floor. Toes were dug into the carpets by the time Aaron Hall was finished with people as far as that goes. Yeah, where's it, the line? It, it is Louis Friday. Exactly. Well, for Aaron Hall, it was Love Day. <laughs> he started to sing as far as that goes. We got plenty of love for the big games of the weekend, but we need a little something, something surrounded because we're calling it Show Me Something Sunday in the NFL. How do we surround it? Like this. Oh, my goodness. To the end zone. Highlight reel. I've got some questions I want answers. NFL questions and answers. Oh, baby. Give me everything you got. With Freddie and Harry. We go through the big games on NFL. Show me something Sunday, and we'll tell you what we know and what we can't wait to see. And we start with a game that will definitely be offensively challenged. Steelers at Browns. All right, brother Harry, these two teams are combined 12 and 6. They're both 6 and 3. They've had quarterback challenges at the time. Kenny Pickett still the quarterback of the Steelers. The Cleveland Browns, Dorian Thompson Robinson, rookie out of UCLA. Come on down, no Deshaun Watts for the rest of the season, out with a fractured shoulder. What do you know? What do you want to see? What I know, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are in a prime position right now, right? They're six and three. They're two and zero oh in the division. What I want to see, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, I was able to be in person for his first game starting in the National Football League. Well, that didn't go well. You had a week in Kevin Stefanski to make this game plan around that young quarterback. I want to see how he's going to fare up against that Pittsburgh defense. In particular, those two pass rushers, Alex Highsmith and T.J. Watt. Yeah, here's what I know. T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett will decide this game. Even if they don't have a lot of production, other guys will have a chance to eat because both of those defenses are good. That's what I, that's what I know. What do I want to see? Which quarterback is going to blink first? Because it's going to happen. I don't care if it's Kenny Pickett in his second year or Dorian Thompson Robinson getting his second starter quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Somebody is going to blink. Which young quarterback is going to blink first? And whoever does that, that's the team that's going to lose. Chargers at Packers. Chargers 1-4 all-time at Lambeau Field. First career start for Justin Herbert against the Green Bay Packers. And after this game, he will have faced 31 possible opponents other than the team he plays for when it comes to the Los Angeles Chargers. Jordan Love, two interceptions in his last game. Both happened in the fourth quarter. He has six of those picks in the fourth quarter. That's the most in the NFL. What do you know, Harry? What do you want to see? What I know, it it. It involves the Los Angeles Chargers. I know they have underachieved Mm -hmm. time and time again this season. What I want to see in this football game is can a young Jordan Love against a not-so-good defense, can those wide receivers against a not-so-good secondary, can those guys figure things out this week and it be a jumping-off point uh, in order for them to do great things in the future? Yeah, here's what I know. The Chargers score at least 30 points in this game. That's seemingly what they do. They can scope. Not just score, they can scope. That ball goes up and down the field. Justin mm-hmm. Herbert can make all the throws. Austin Eckler getting he- healthier and healthier at the running back position. So, yeah, that's what I know. They're putting up a 31-burger at least against the Green Bay Packers. What do I need to see? What you said the first thing about the Green Bay Packers. When are they going to look like they've grown up? When are they going to look like they're going to mature? When are they not going to make those kind of plays that can wow you one way or the other? That's going to be a big part of the Green Bay Packers starting the maturation process. 
Don't worry about the playoffs this year. You ain't making that. But can you show maturity to give people more of a chance to say, yep, they took their bumps and bruises, but they've learned? That's what I can't wait to see, starting with this game. Cardinals at Texans. Oh, the Arizona Cardinals fresh off of beating the fighting Harry Douglas this last week. The Atlanta Falcons are now 2-8, and eight, and Kyler Murray looking really good in his first game back after a torn ACL. Meanwhile, the Houston Texans, they become the darlings of the National Football League, especially their quarterback, C.J. Stroud, winning back-to-back games, scoring at least 30 points. The only time they did it three straight times in a single season came in 2017 when Deshaun Watts was the quarterback, and they did it in five straight weeks from weeks three through week eight. What do you know? What do you want to see? Well, I know Kyler Murray and those legs are still working. How do I know? <laughs> he showcased them against my team, the Atlanta Falcons, and drove them down the field in order to kick a game-winning field goal. So I know that. What I want to see, though, I want to see if the Houston Texans can bury their opponent early. Mm-hmm. I want to see can the Houston Texans continue this magical season that a lot of people didn't see coming before the 2023 season even started. C.J. Stroud, he's special. Here's what I know. Both of these quarterbacks, they're not going to have a good time. They're going to have a good time, as in G-double-O-T, because they're <laughs> going to be making some plays all over the place. Kyler Murray and C.J. Stroud, it may look like a seven-on-seven camp game in the summer. That's the kind of plays both of these quarterbacks are going to make. That's what I know. What do I need to see? I want to see if Kyler Murray can make it back-to-back games because it looked like the same Kyler Murray, but different in a good way. Whatever he needed to do to make this work in the offense – Boy, it looked really, really good last week in the first game back after tearing his ACL. I want to see if that can be a back-to-back thing. Because if it is, then the Arizona Cardinals have found a quarterback. And now they can continue to build around a guy that many people wondered if he's going to be in Arizona after this year. We do a little NFL questions and answers. We let you know what do we know and what do we need to see part of the big games. And so me something Sunday in the NFL here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. He is Harry Douglas. I am Freddie Coleman. Titans at Jaguars. First time since 2015 that the Tennessee Titans have been four games under 500. They're three and six coming into this game. They have lost four straight division games in the AFC South. That's the longest streak for them since 2018. Meanwhile, the Joshua Jaguars, they have a good record, but not at home. They're one and three at home this season when it comes to the Jaguars, although one of those games was in London when they were the designated home team, and they wound up losing the Atlanta Falcons anyway. They beat the Atlanta Falcons anyway. So what do you know, Harry? What do you want to see? What I know is that the Jacksonville Jaguars better watch out because if they're not careful, the Houston Texans are right behind them. They play Tennessee right now, the Jaguars, this weekend, but they do have that showdown with the Houston Texans next week. What I want to see, I want to I see how can Jacksonville bounce back mm-hmm. after getting punched in the mouth versus the San Francisco 49ers, whether it was San Fran's offense or San Fran's defense or San Fran's special teams, they got punched in the mouth. I want to see how they're going to respond in this matchup in a divisional game. Yeah, that's what I want to know from the Jasper Jaguars, exactly what you just said, because it's one thing to lose, but to lose like that in front of the home folks, and you haven't played well for the home folks all year, that's what I know. I want to see exactly if they're going to have that bounce-back ability I've seen before, and will it show up again. What do I need to see? Will Levis throw a touchdown? About to play in his third game as starting quarterback. Doesn't have a touchdown yet. I've seen interceptions. He's had two in each game. And he does not want to be Steve McNair, the late McNair, only quarterback to throw three interceptions in straight games as a rookie. So that's what I want to see. If Will Levis can find a way to get to the end zone and have the ball go from his hands to somebody else's hands for that six points for Will Levis, the rookie quarterback of Tennessee. Raiders at Dolphins. 
feeling awfully better in Las Vegas now. They've won two in a row. They moved on from the Josh McDaniel era, but now they're playing a Miami Dolphins team that is feeling a little bit emboldened, even though they lost a couple of weeks ago in Frankfurt, Germany, but they almost made it a comeback win against the Kansas City Chiefs. What do you know? What do you want to see? I know when it comes to the Raider fan base and also those players in the locker room and that coaching staff now of the Las Vegas Raiders, I know they have life now. They feel like they have life. What I want to see versus a quality opponent in an offense that's going to be able to score points as well, mm-hmm. how are you going to fare up against the Miami Dolphins? This game is in Miami. It's not home in Vegas inside a, a closed stadium. You're going to be outdoors where the humidity is different, where the, the, the weather is different. It might rain for 10 minutes, stop, and get <laughs> hot as hell the next 20 minutes. So I want to see how they're going to be able to fare up against a, an opponent that a lot of people think could make some noise in the AFC conference. Here's what I know. The Las Vegas Reds will fight for Antonio Pierce. It's one thing to like the guy that's replaced the guy that you couldn't stand, but I see a Las Vegas Raiders team going that extra because they want to play hard for that guy, not just for each other, but for Antonio Pierce. He has that instant respectability that a lot of people wonder how that was going to look like, even though they played two teams in the Jets and the Giants that they were able to beat because both of those teams offensively challenged. That's what I know. Here's what I need to see from the Las Vegas Raiders. Can Aiden O'Connell start making plays in the passing game? Because you got Devontae Adams, you got, you're getting him the ball a lot better. You got Josh Jacobs running the football. But now you need a quarterback that can make a play or two in a quarter, not just in a game. That's when I want to see the continued ramping up when it comes to Aiden O'Connell, who has put Jimmy Garoppolo on the bench, start making plays to make sure that he's going to stay there. Vikings at Broncos. A Sunday night game that three weeks ago you probably said, ugh, three weeks later, like, yeah, <laughs> Minnesota Vikings are 6-4. and four. They won five in a row. The Denver Broncos looking a lot better, even though they're four and five. They look like a team that knows what they're doing in the first year under Sean Payton. What do you know? What do you want to see? I know Joshua Dobbs at the quarterback position have, has been a fresh uh, br- uh, breath of fresh air. Am I saying that right? Yes, you are. A breath of fresh air for yeah, the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I want to see, though, I want to see can Russell Wilson – like he did in, in spur moments of that game versus the Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. in prime time, can Russell Wilson build off that game versus Buffalo? Now, Russell Wilson hasn't been terrible this year, right. but Russell Wilson is not throwing the football down the field. A lot of his passes are, uh, that's getting completed are short. Now, when the moment arises, because I do believe they're resorting to that run game more so now, when the moment arises like he had that throw to court in Sutton, mm-hmm. when he improvised and everyone thought it was going out of bounds, and no, he was finding them in the end zone like I seen him do once before to Tyler Lockett when he was with the Seattle Seahawks. I want to see those type of plays. How many more of those plays can Russell Wilson make in this game coming up versus the Minnesota Vikings? Here's what I know. T.J. Hawkinson is no joke tight end for the Minnesota Vikings. They just paid him, too. Absolutely. Well, you, now you know why, based on what his production has been. 18 catch in the last two games. He's that next great tight end in the National Football League, and he may have a boss game against an improving Denver Broncos defense. That's what I know. What do I need to see? If this Joshua Dobbs passionate experiment can continue in a good way, he can't be that good that quickly with a new team, can he? But if he does, man, oh, man, that's a storyline that everybody – except for teams in the NFC North, not named Minnesota, can definitely rally around because he's been a great rallying cry for a team that wondered, what are we going to do with our Kirk Cousins? So far, so good with two wins involving Josh Dobbs after he was cast aside by the Arizona Cardinals. 
You're going to find out exactly how we're stacking up against our ESPN Raider brethren when it comes to ESPN Raider Pick'em Challenge. We'll do that. And then in other news, you're going to find out that when Daddy says shut up, you better pay attention. Keep it here on Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, and this is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Pause. Hey, it's Greeny, and an unbelievable NFL weekend will give way to the biggest game of the season Monday night. It's the Chiefs, it's the Eagles, it's the Super Bowl rematch, and we'll be the place to get you ready. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Love Friday. There. Living in a world of fools known as Freddie and Harry and his Love Friday, presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80, and I always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We also have plenty of love for our compadres here at ESPN Radio, except on this day leading into this weekend because it's all about this. This is a challenge. Challenge. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. Put it this way. It is. It's It's. It's comfy at the top. Let's put it that way. Carlin versus Joe, they lead the way at 28 and 2. Game that with Q Myers, 19 9 and 2. Freddie and Harry, 18 10 and 2. Unsportsmanlike, 17 11 and 2. Then after that, a major drop off. Amber and Ian, at 12 16 and 2. And then Greeny, they're not even going to make his record even known anyway. 8 20 and 2. So we're, we're two games out of first, but a game ahead in third, ahead of fourth, and with. That's just enough numbers. So let's just move on. What are we going to choose? Because the room always wins if we start with Raiders at Dolphins. Raiders 13 and a half point favorite Woo! as an under. So the Raiders 13 and a half point underdog in Miami. I'm not going to start with us. We're going to go to the room first. Nick Cardi, where do you stand? It's a big number. I'm going with the Raiders. Okay. Devin Kane. Give me the Dolphins here. All right. Shannon Penn. I'll take Dolphins as well. All right, Harry Douglas. Oh! oh, 13 and a half points. That's a lot of points in a National Football League game. Mm-hmm. Give me the Raiders. Okay. Give me the Dolphins. Give me the Dolphins. The Raiders, I'm not trusting that offense, and I know the Dolphins will figure some things out. That Raiders defense is not bad. Yeah, I got the Dolphins winning that one, probably by 14, which means we'll be sweating bullets when that is all said and done. Cardinals at Texans. Texas now the darling in the National Football League. Four and a half point favorites at home against the Arizona Cardinals. Harry, where are you going? I'm taking the Texans in this one. I like C.J. Stroud. I like how that defense against Joe Burrow and company last week, yeah. when C.J. Stroud had the fumbles, mm-hmm. they created three and outs. They created havoc defensively, that defensive line. Sheldon Rankins had three sacks. I'm going with the Houston Texans in this one. Yeah, So am I, because I think they learned their lesson. The last time we talked as well about them. Then they lost to the Carolina Panthers. They didn't look good at all. They won two straight since. I believe they learned their lesson. I'm taking the Texans. Shannon Penn. I'm going Cardinals. I need the Cardinals to continue their winning ways. So give me the Cardinals <laughs> plus four what and a half. Winning ways. Bro, the Cardinals what? To continue one their, game in a row is not you winning streak. their winning Shannon, ways. One game you can, in a row is not. Yeah. Come on. You can't base your stuff off of what you want the Giants <laughs> to do. Shannon, <laughs> we, we as a show, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Cardinals four and a half. Plus oh, one and a half. Lord have two. mercy. Devin Kane, what about you? Don't worry. I'm going I'm going uh, Texans. Atta here. boy. Yeah. It's, it's not going to matter. Find some sense. Nick Cardi. 
Texans, CJ Stroud, OH. God bless you. Last but not least, Vikings at Broncos. Sunday night football game in NBC at 820 Eastern Time. Broncos, a two and a half point favorite at home against the Minnesota Vikings. We go and start with the other way. Shannon Penn, now that you're on Harry's list, what do you say? All Russell Wilson, everything. Give me them Broncos, minus two and a half. Easy there, Mr. Sierra. Devin King, what you got? One and no mentality. So here's the thing. Uh-huh. Josh Dobbs, I'm loving what I'm seeing. I just think at some point there's going to be a game where he uh-huh. regresses back to the mean a little bit. Broncos, Broncos defense is really tough. All right. Broncos. All right, we got two for the Broncos. Nick Hardy. Let's ride. Give me the Broncos. All right, so I guess the room's going to win. Oh, my gosh. Harry, what about you? I am going Vikings hands down. Okay. I'm going Broncos, too. Oh, I think, I think the Broncos, I mean, not so much because Josh Dobbs, I just playing at home, playing better. Russell Wilson running the football better. I don't know if Josh Dobbs is going to have that whole genie in the bottle can, situation. Can, can we just wait for a second here, please? Can, can the congreg- congregation get back together? Uh-huh. So I <laughs> love what I've been seeing from Brian Flores right. with this defense of Minnesota. Uh-huh. Y'all don't think he's going to – like they're going to be able to do that again this week? Like No. <laughs> oh. Not on the road. Nope. 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 No, we need to make you. up a game on uh, Carlin versus Joe. We're going Broncos. We got to. We got to. Harry, have a great time doing college game day live from James Madison University. They take on Appalachian State. We will see you on Monday. Amber and Ian comes your way next. This has been Freddie and Harry. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.